0: The other day I reported uh, Joe Biden's uh, financial numbers, not so impressive. And this is how corrupt the country is. Raising $15 million is not impressive uh, for a presidential campaign. Many years ago, that would be very impressive. But you see the drop between the 21.5 million he raised in uh, the first quarter, April through June, uh, excuse me, the second quarter, April through June, and then the third quarter, 15.2 million. Why that's also significant? It's not only that he dropped $10 million, he had more time. He had more time to raise money in the third quarter, July through September, than the second quarter, April through June. Remember, Joe Biden officially announced his campaign at the end of April. So he raised $21.5 million in less time than he raised in more time. So you would think The numbers would be opposite. If he had less time, he would have raised less money. But with more time, he raised less money. So that $15.2 million is even worse than it looks. Also, remember, Joe Biden is not raising money from the grassroots of America. His campaign for this, his campaign for this, unlike other campaigns, has not released how many donations he received. Why would a campaign not release how many donations they received. The only credible reason is they'd received way less donations than other candidates from and less. Those donations were far less at a greater amount. Meaning, meaning Mr. Biden, Mr. Biden, that 15.2 million was basically from uh, Mr. and Mrs. Plutocrat of America. They won't release the number of donations, meaning they don't have a groundswell of support. They don't have a grassroots movement behind them. They won't receive the number of donations. Obviously, he's raising money from rich people, which also means how is he going to compete for the long term? Those rich people are offering maximum donations of $2,800. So as Ber- unlike Bernie Sanders campaign, who his donors and Warren's campaign also they could keep donating again and again and again and again and again because they are not, they're not reaching the max. Whereas Joe Biden's donors, he's $10 million down even with max donations. The benefit of the 1%, you could raise a lot of money. The, the downfall of the 1%, eventually you run out of rich people. So not only is Joe Biden's losing money, but he obviously doesn't have grassroots support. And because of the lack of grassroots support, what is Joe Biden's in his mind? It's terrible campaign strategy. What is Joe Biden in his mind his best chance to win the presidency? Trump is corrupt. Focus on Trump and Ukraine. Focus Trump is attacking me and my family with lies. Trump, Trump, Trump. Because he doesn't have any big ideas. His ideas are the same neoliberal. I'll give you crumb, crumbs for the worker bees and you know, cake. Cheesecake for the rest of us, rich people. He doesn't have a big idea. It's like a vague public option. I don't. I don't know what else he's proposing. His climate change policy is not at all uh, goes far enough. Uh, education, eh, eh. I mean, there's no there there with Joe Biden. Just like there's no there there with Kamala Harris. So, all of this being said, rich people are smart, and that's why, as the New York Times is reporting. Joe Biden's top plutocratic donors oh they gathered this weekend they gathered in Philadelphia for basically a summit for how we turn around the ship before it hits the iceberg top donors met in Philadelphia to basically figure out how do we resuscitate this lifeless lifeless campaign, another great graphic by Colin Tooley. So I'm going to read a a little bit of this for you, uh, and then we'll give you uh, analysis. Uh, Leading donors for Joe Biden convened this weekend for their first donor retreat. Oh, that sounds lovely. Since he announced his candidacy and struck a determined posture as Biden campaign found itself under assault from Donald Trump, President Trump losing its clear front-runner status and lapped in the money chase by multiple Democratic rivals, most notably Senator Elizabeth Warren. So right there, the New York Times bias for the establishment, bias biased against Bernie Sanders drips in. Why would, why would they say most notably Elizabeth Warren when Bernie Sanders raised more than Elizabeth Warren? Bernie Sanders raised $25.3 million between July and September from 1.4 million donations, more than any other campaign this election. But the first paragraph for the New York Times is comparing what Biden raised to Warren. Don't get me wrong. Warren raised 24 point something. Uh, I don't have the exact numbers. Um, Warren raised a, a good chunk of change too. So I'm not minimizing what she raised, but Bernie raised more. I digress over cocktails on Friday evening and a Saturday spent in a drab hotel conference room. Mr. Biden's top financiers and fundraisers received strategy briefings and PowerPoint presentations and plotted the path forward for the former vice president who suddenly found himself in fourth place in the money chase. Only hours before the gathering began, the news broke that Warren, now seen as Biden's chief rival, of course, the narrative by the corporate media, Warren first, uh, Biden raised outraised him in the last three months by nearly 10 million, 24.6 million to 15.2 million. He lagged behind Bernie Sanders, 25.3 million, and Mayor Pete Buttigieg, 19.8 million. Who the hell is who? Why are these bankers giving to Pete Buttigieg? I'd like to know. Maybe, maybe Pete is their backstop when Biden falls. They'll just move over to moderate Pete. While some were downbeat about the financial figures, Mr. Biden's slip in the polls and the onslaught for Mr. Trump. The Biden loyalists described a sense of almost burden and responsibility. Oh, us, us plutocrats, us Gilded Age Goliaths, we need to step in. <clears throat> it's our responsibility to save the, the oligarchy from Trump. If Mr. Biden is to compete Financially, with the onla- online windfalls of Mr. Sanders and Mr. Warren, Ms. Warren, several donors said they believe it would be on the shoulders of the bundlers assembled there. Quote, all of us realize that Joe Biden does not have the online fundraising capability of a Warren. Warren has been doing it longer than him. Sanders has been doing it longer than him, said Dick Harputlin, a prominent South Carolina supporter who hosted a fundraiser for Mr. Biden in May. So, I want you to remember this quote. All of us realize that Joe Biden does not have the online fundraising capability of a Warren. Warren has been doing it longer than him. Sanders has been doing it longer than him. Okay, let's remember that quote if Joe Biden becomes the nominee and when Joe Biden loses to Donald Trump. Because these wealthy, rich people are so, 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 so out of touch. So out of touch and maybe intentionally out of touch. The donors are basically acknowledging it's dressed up in nicer language that Biden hasn't been doing this as long as Warren or, or Bernie Sanders. Basically what they're saying is obviously Joe Biden does not have the grassroots support, the enthusiasm, the energy, or frankly the interest of other candidates. Why? Because he has no ideas that are popular. He is basically has been benefiting off of being Barack Obama's vice president. That is predominantly, frankly, why he has the support he has in the African-American community. And if you look deeper into the African-American community, that's among older black people. And that is actually the most reliable voting demographic in the Democratic Party. So Joe Biden's Front-runner status or now tied or second place has not been because he has any ideas, has not been because he has any energy or enthusiasm, has not not been because people are chomping at the bit to vote for middle-class Joe. It's because he was Barack Obama's vice president. But how long could that last you? Go ask Vice President Al Gore, or shall I say President Al Gore, how that did for him. In fairness, he did win the election. Obviously, it was stolen, but it shouldn't have even been that close. But when you have vice establishment vice presidents who are dull, who are boring, who don't inspire, who in, in Biden's case are stumbling and bumbling all over their words and being and offering incoherent speeches all over the place. This is what happens. Your fundraising plummets and you have to bring in the cavalry of plutocrats. What is really telling about this, Joe Biden is the last vice president. What do you mean he just hasn't been doing this as long as Elizabeth Warren and Bernie Sanders? He was the last vice president of the United Corporations of America. He should be fundraising if he had a strong campaign, if he had energy of young people, of African Americans, of all ages, of Latinos, of Natives, of everybody. He should be doing gangbusters in fundraising. He should be clobbering everybody still in the polls, but like Hillary Clinton, there was this false narrative. In 2016, I saw it because I was able to go out in the field a lot more. So far, we haven't been able to go out in the field as much as we'd like. That's why we're fundraising. That's why we're pushing GoFundMe. That's why we're pushing statuscoup.com slash join, become a member. But he has no energy. And basically, his campaign is so, it's, it's basically a replica of Hillary Clinton. It's, there's no there there, so we're going to run our whole campaign against Trump case study look at this ad th- their their newest ad this is his campaign's essential i mean this this is basically what they're running on The president of the United States using his presidential power to go to a
1: foreign government to get oppo on somebody he thinks he might have to run against. The president contradicting himself repeatedly. Well, I don't even know exactly who you're talking about. It was actually a beautiful conversation.
2: Giuliani contradicted himself on CNN. Did you ask the Ukraine
1: to investigate Joe Biden? No. And chat. So you did ask Ukraine to look into Joe Biden. Of course I did. You just said you didn't. It's a complete distortion of the facts. A claim that has long since
3: been debunked. You can tell he's really scared of Biden. Who
2: Donald Trump fears as a potential opponent in 2020.
4: This is a corrupt president mm-hmm. who's abusing his power for his own interests. Does that remind you of anything?
1: Your campaign this time, Brad, if someone
4: else offers you information on an opponent, should they accept it or should they call the FBI?
1: I think you might want to listen. We have seen how this president reacts to somebody he sees as a political enemy. You've seen this playbook, you've seen this movie before. Same game, different names, except for one of them.
0: Inspired yet? Inspired yet? To get out and vote for Joe? I mean, it's, it's, ugh. It's so, so, so deja vu of Hillary Clinton. Listen, do I think Trump is corrupt? Absolutely. Do I think him asking foreign leaders to do him favors and look into his opponents is terrible, is illegal? Yeah, I do. Do I think the people of Wisconsin, Pennsylvania, uh, Michigan, Ohio, Pennsylvania, do I think that's going to be a major voting issue for them? No, I don't. Because the corporate media lives in alternative bubble and we have a new promo. Payne and his staffers know there's no there, 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 there is no, there's nothing to run on. He has no ideas. He has no vision. He, his his idea, uh, restoring the soul of the nation to what, to what? We move the corruption behind, behind closed doors and as opposed to out in front, which is Trump's ML. Eh, why hide it? We're corrupt. He, there's no vision. So that's why all these plutocrats are, are meeting in South Carolina to basically be like, well, we're going to have to step in because they still believe that if you outraise the opponent, that's how you win, even though Trump outraised Hillary Clinton two to one. Denise Bauer, a former ambassador to Belgium, said there was an urgency in the air. Quote, we need to get the nomination because he's the one who could win. We're all going to try to raise every single dollar we can. He's the one who's going to win. Even though they won't won't release how many people donated because, frankly, it was probably a low, embarrassing numbers. Even though he's falling in most of the polls. Even though he can't construct solid. uh, Joe Biden can't construct four and a half solid sentences together and if you think i'm lying if you think i'm lying that there's no there there if you think i'm making it up or i'm being dramatic that he doesn't have a case to run don't take it from me folks take it from joe biden
4: well in iowa the unemployment rate is two and a half percent people say they are employed in iowa and their small businesses are growing iowa picked trump by before he
1: they're employed before he got Elected.
4: the president won by 10 percentage points and well, I'm Iowa. not
1: suggesting he didn't win by 10 percentage points what I'm suggesting is he's not the reason for that unemployment rate being down but why he's should terrible. people want to make a change though well that's up to them to decide why should they it's for them to decide we'll make your
0: case I'm not going to I'm sorry I gotta play that one more time for those in the back who didn't hear the vice former vice president now running for president why are you better than donald trump why should people in iowa kind of an important state why should they make a change
4: in iowa the unemployment rate is two and a half percent people say they are employed in iowa and their small businesses are growing iowa they picked were, trump they were employed by...
1: before he they're employed before he got elected
4: the president won by 10 percentage
1: points in well, Iowa. i'm not suggesting he didn't win by 10 percentage points what i'm suggesting is he's not the reason for that unemployment rate being down but why should people want to make a change though well, that's up to them to decide. Why should they? It's for them to decide. We'll make your case. I'm not going to. Oh,
0: God. I just can't. I just can't. Sorry, I'm having too much fun. But I think Joe Biden's, I mean, frankly, disastrous campaign, is the opportunity. If you're a Bernie Sanders supporter, this is Bernie Sanders opening. I think it's Bernie Sanders opportunity because Joe Biden is, I mean, it's it's he's just one or two combustions away from a total total Titanic uh, sinking, and unfortunately, because the corporate media exists to misinform people, uh, basically a lot of Joe Biden supporters, a lot of them make fifty thousand dollars and under, which is also Joe Biden, uh, Bernie Sanders base. A lot of Joe Biden supporters only have high school degrees, which is also Bernie Sanders base and Donald Trump's base. So. There is natural crossover. Uh, You'd be shocked because a lot of people are misinformed and have bought into the media narrative middle class Joe. Wait till it's exposed that this man has voted for every single disastrous policy that has destroyed the middle class, particularly in the Rust Belt. I think Bernie Sanders campaign, it, it is ripe for the picking, depending on his health, obviously. But again, let me just show you some of the more recent bumbles and stumbles. from from Joe Biden. This was just a doozy. I don't know what in the world he was talking about. This is him at the SEIU summit.
1: You know, if there are any angels in heaven, they're all male and female nurses. And they're not getting paid enough. They're not getting treated enough. And all those home care workers, they should be trained how to increase their capacity to serve. Everything. I mean, we can do this.
0: You know, I, I think that's one of the. I think that's one of the most underreported, underreported stories out there that I think Status Quo is going to get on. I think those angels in heaven are really. They need to get a fifteen-dollar minimum wage. Those angels in heaven. What do you think? I think they're really under underpaid in heaven. Um, I think we need to work on their working con- uh, their their working conditions in heaven. Um, they need longer bathroom breaks in heaven. I don't. I don't know what this man is even talking about at this point. And I'm not trying to be mean. I'm not trying to mock him. But what about the nurses on Earth? that are still alive Joe do you have a plan for them or are you the candidate for the angels (laughs) I mean I'm all for the nurses that are up in heaven don't get me wrong but you know I'm I'm a little more interested in those on earth I also don't know what he's talking about like that home care workers need to be trained more what are you talking about Can somebody tell me what he's talking about? I I just don't get it. One last, one last, this is gold. Trump is going to use moments like this to muddy the waters. And frankly, I think Joe Biden is corrupt. I think his son Hunter making $50,000 a month to sit on a Ukrainian uh, gas company's board with no knowledge, with no expertise, no business being on that is corrupt. But the bottom line is, Trump is going to muddy the water so much that this is going to go to suppressing and depressing voter turnout for Joe Biden if he's a nominee, just like Hillary Clinton. Let's take a look at the latest from Joe going ham.
4: How is your role as vice president in,
0: in charge of policy in Ukraine, and your son's job in Ukraine, how is that not a conflict of interest?
1: It's not a conflict of interest. There's been no indication of any conflict of interest from Ukraine or anywhere else. Period. I'm not going to I'm not going to respond to that. Let's focus on the problem. Focus on this man, what he's doing that no president has ever done.
0: No president. So, yeah. Biden first Trump 2020. You like corruption with skim milk or corruption with almond milk? Which form of corruption do you like? Corruption with a side of vanilla ice cream or corruption with a side of chocolate? And not to be outdone by Joe Biden's likely vice president, here's Kamala Harris. What does she stand for?
2: Look, let me just tell y'all so we can be really clear because I don't want to leave you with any misimpressions. I am not a socialist. I believe in the virtues of capitalism if capitalism is actually working, but one of the points that one must understand is capitalism presupposes that people, if they're on equal footing, can compete and the best will rise. Well, that's a fallacy in America today, because most people are not starting out on the same base. And over the past many decades, the rules have been written in a way that have not been in support of working people and working families in America. And we've got to deal with that. Part of what I'm proposing is that we change the tax code. So that for families that are making less than $100,000 a year, they get a tax credit of up to $6,000 a year that they can take home at up to $500 a month. And people say, how are you going to pay for it, Kamala? Well, it's really simple. On day one, we're going to repeal that tax bill benefiting the top 1% and the biggest corporations.
0: So Joe Biden's likely vice president, make no mistake, that would probably be who he picks would uh, she's not a socialist and the way that she would reverse this is through a modest tax credit revolutionary let me tell you modest tax cut for the worker bees of america that's what's going to change the hoarding the hoarding of your money the theft the bank robbery that has gone on in this here United Corporations of America. You got to give it up. You got to give it up for the vision coming from Joe Biden and Kamala Harris. George Allen $5 in the super chat. Remember Jordan, the more Biden talks, the less they like him. I agree. I agree. And honestly, that's one of the downsides. I I I, I don't understand why the Democratic Party, why the Well, I do understand actually. The DNC is allowing a staggering 12 candidates on one stage. On October 15th, even the, even the RNC did not allow that many candidates during its clown car uh, campaign in 2016. 12 candidates. Why are they allowing 12 candidates on stage? Because they know they don't want Joe Biden to have that much time to talk. And with 12 candidates, you might be lucky if you get 40-second answers. You might be lucky if you get 20-second rebuttals. This is not going to be a debate. This is going to be an infomercial. What I think the problem with Elizabeth Warren isn't that she doesn't on paper have good plans now. The problem is we don't know if she's actually going to fight for the things that she is proposing now. That was the same exact problem with Hillary Clinton in addition to the Clinton Foundation corruption and Bill Clinton's corruption and being a warmonger and all these things. Hillary Clinton could say anything in the primary campaign, but no actual progressive believed her. And by the way, I'm not comparing Elizabeth Warren to Hillary Clinton because I don't think she's the same. Some of you do. I, I, I think that's a little extreme. Uh, as far as I know, she's not as big of a warmonger as Hillary Clinton is. Uh, as far as I know, um, she would actually want to regulate Wall Street tighter. So there are good things with her. But the problem is she has a history of being very slippery. And I'm going to show you in a bit also with the truth. So again, 2008, Single payer is the main way. 2012, dodges that question, Affordable Care Act. Let's also, uh, I, I think I played this during the week, but I'm gonna play this again for those that missed it. This was also her just directly saying no in 2012 when she ran against single payer, hold on.
3: Congress, you hope to uh, maintain the status quo to make good things better and those sort of things. Let's talk about Obamacare for a second. Uh-huh. Uh, would this health, would the Affordable Care Act be better according to Elizabeth Warren? if there were more public involvement, the public option that didn't quite make it, single-payer health care, that sort of thing?
4: You know, I actually think there is going to be a fight in Congress. I think that's been made perfectly clear. But I think what it's really going to be over is whether or not the benefits that are in the act as it's designed right now are ones we're going to be able to hang on to. I mean, I think that Scott Brown, Mitt Romney have made it clear. They want to draw the battle lines over repealing it all. And again, here in Massachusetts, this turns out to have really significant impact. We've got coverage, but there are a lot of things in the Affordable Care Act that are not here at state law. So, for example, uh, young people be able to stay on their parents' health insurance. Republicans want to get rid of that. Well,
3: under Massachusetts law, they can stay two years after getting well, out of school, the, so it could be as old okay. as 25. But it's but an extension. Is, it is. It's, an yeah. extension. Yeah. it's
4: an extension. It's uh, an extension. Uh, health care caps. Now, think about this one. This is for people who have you know, cancer or other very expensive medical conditions or people who have long-term chronic illnesses. Uh, federal law says under Affordable Care Act, an insurance company can't just decide to toss them off the insurance, say you've hit your lifetime cap. Medicare, uh, seniors are now being covered for more and more of the cost of their drug care. And they eventually, that donut hole that everyone talked mm-hmm. about a couple of years ago will be completely closed. Republicans want to repeal all of those. You're doing a better
3: job of explaining the bill and law than the President of the United States is, by the way. But if you were the Tsarina, I want to know what your philosophy of this is. I've read some of your work through the years, even before I knew you. If you were the Tsarina, something like single payer health care, government run payer, far lower administrative costs, that sort of thing, would be the Senator Warren prescription, would it
4: not? I think right now what we have to do, I'm serious about this, I think you've got to stay with what's possible and I think what we're doing and look at the dust-up around this. We really need to consolidate our gains around what we've got on the but table. But you do
3: support single-payer, do you not? No, what I've You've got You've written right repeatedly now, that you have, have you not?
4: What, I, oh, I think you need to go back and take a look I at have what a I've a paragraph
3: written. that's, the most obvious solution would be universal single-payer health care. Single-payer care would also be free families from dependence on an employer's plan and make certain that's that everyone right. is covered whether or not they're, you wrote that with a I, co-author from Ohio. I wrote that with, with
4: two, Yeah, actually with two, I think. That's exactly right. But the point is, what we've got to do is we've got to keep moving in the direction of getting more families covered and bringing down the cost of health care.
0: What's amazing to me about this, what's amazing to me about this is Elizabeth Warren, in, in, in the span of an interview, lied, moonwalked at the same time, but then made, then conceded, yes, single payer is the best way. First, she said, oh, no, you better look back at the transcript. And then the journalist, who actually did a great job there uh, at challenging her, said, oh, I have the transcript right here. This is what you said. You said in 2008. We approached the healthcare debate from a single perspective, maintaining the financial stability of families confronting illness or injury. The most obvious solution would be universal single payer health care. This would allow people to get the care they need without risking bankruptcy to pay for it. So why is it that Elizabeth Warren as a, forget politician, as a person in, 20, in 2008, single payer, I'm not running for anything. Then she's running. Uh, we need to stick with what's possible. Doesn't that sound kind of similar to Hillary Clinton? Medicare for all will never, ever come to pass. We need to stick with what's possible, i.e. the slow, gradual death of incrementalism, i.e. crumbs for the worker bees. She did not stick by her convictions. He very, very uh, simply asked her, OK, but if, if you had it your way, would it be single payer? No, because her political calculation was that single payer health care at that time was not popular. So she didn't stand by her conviction. By the way, when she was running, this was after Occupy Wall Street. This was after Occupy Wall Street. So there was a progressive explosion happening in this country. There was a fervor and a growing window for a, a Medicare for All single-payer movement, but she chose not to. So again, this is part of a continual, a continual pattern of changing her conviction, changing her position. And again, she's not the only politician. Plenty of politicians do this, but the point is we're sick of it. We're sick of these kind of politicians. That's why so many progressives, frankly, don't trust her. Um, not only has she, is she slippery and did she change from obviously being for single payer to not being single payer when she thought it would hurt her politically for being, you, you, you can say whatever you want about Bernie Sanders. You can call him a communist. One thing you could say, he has fought for the things that he is passionate for. He has the courage of his convictions. He has been consistent no matter what he was running for, no matter when he was running. And he has been willing to lose by running on those convictions. So there's the health care matter, but then there's a matter that, unless new information comes out, seems to me that she just flat out lied about, which is concerning. Uh, I want to be careful because I'm a man and this is an issue with Elizabeth Warren suggesting that she was fired from her public teaching school job or fired or not invited back, whatever, because she was visibly pregnant. Let's take a look. She said this on the campaign trail quite a bit. Let's take a look uh, at what she said at the SEIU convention this weekend.
4: I was the kid with the dream. I had a dream from second grade. I wanted to be a public school teacher. And let's hear it for the public school teachers. But here's the thing. We didn't have the money to send me off to college. My story has lots of twists and turns. I got married young. I dropped out of school. But I finally finished my four-year degree, and I became a special needs teacher. Yeah. I love that work. I love that work down to my toes. And I probably would still be doing that work, except by the end of the first year, I was visibly pregnant. And the principal did what principals did in those days. Wish me luck and hired someone else for the job, because I didn't have a union to watch out for me.
0: So I want to be clear, if that that is true, uh, that is, extremely troubling. That was, of course, very common back in the 1970s, 80s, uh, discrimination over pregnancy. There's laws against it now, but honestly, I don't, you know, I'm sure it's still a problem in many places. Um, So Elizabeth Warren says that this happened to her uh, um, and she was discriminated against. She was let go from her teaching job for this, which is, is definitely a troubling fact if it were true. But somebody is somebody has come out basically showing that it's not true. Uh, somebody is alleging that Elizabeth Warren is lying, and that person is Elizabeth Warren. <laughs> Let's go back to the videotape. This is Elizabeth Warren uh, during an interview. Uh, when was this interview? In 2007, she was being interviewed uh, by a fellow Harvard pre- professor, Listen to how she explains why she left the public teaching industry. As a
4: young person before you went off to college who who sort of shaped your thinking also about, Mm -hmm. that's what I wanted to do. I just didn't quite know what kind of teacher I ended up Mm -hmm. becoming, so. And and at college, what did you major in? And and, uh, uh, what were the focus of your interests? I I came to college thinking what I was, I came to college on a debate scholarship. Mm -hmm. Uh, I was 16 years old when I graduated from high school and I got a full scholarship in debate that was room, board, tuition, books, and a little Mm. spending money. Mm. It was a fabulous scholarship at George Washington University uh, if I would debate for them. Mm -hmm. Uh, It was sort of the equivalent of an athletic scholarship, Mm. only uh, this was one that actually a girl could get. And um, even though there weren't very many girls in debate either, um, I was gonna be a teacher, Mm. and I quickly switched over and decided what I wanted to do was work with brain-injured children. So I got my degree in speech pathology and audiology uh, which meant that I would be able to work with with uh, children who had head trauma and uh, other kinds of, of brain injuries and that's what I did mm-hmm. for a what I mean you, you actually pursued that career I actually did um, I was married at 19 uh, and then graduated from from college actually after I'd, I'd married and my first year post uh... graduation uh... i worked it was in a public school system but i worked with the the children with disabilities and um, i did that for a year and then that summer uh, I, I actually didn't have the education courses so i was on an emergency certificate mm-hmm. it was called and i went back to graduate school and took a couple of courses in education and said i don't think this is going to work out for me mm. And I was pregnant with my first baby. So I had a baby uh, and stayed home for a couple of years. And I was really casting about thinking, what am I going to do? Um,
0: in that speech, in that interview, she's saying she didn't have the requisite courses to get a permanent job. She didn't have the requisite, um, she didn't have the requisite uh, certificate or degree to get a permanent job. She went back to school, takes more classes to get that and decided on her own, this isn't for me. So I don't know how you could say I'm exaggerating or stretching it. This is totally, entirely a different story. I mean, the the headline of that article I just showed you, they said she was lying. There's a big difference between you want to be somewhere You plan on coming back the next year, but you're visibly pregnant and asked not to come back versus I didn't have the I didn't have the necessary um, skills. I didn't have the necessary uh, degree or certificate or whatever. I had to go back to take more classes for that. And then I decided this isn't for me. I I don't know how you could say that I'm stretching here. That's a lie. Or to be fair, to be fair, it's possible that when she did that interview in 2007, it's possible that the true story was she was visibly pregnant and she was asked not to come back, back back when it happened. And in 2007, for whatever reason, she didn't feel comfortable saying that or she didn't think she would have been believed or whatever. Who knows? So it's it's possible. But that's a radically different story that she told. And why I bring this up is it the biggest thing in the whole entire world? Is it the main reason you know you should support a Bernie versus her? No. I think you should, I personally support Bernie over her because she's not in the same category progressive-wise. But why I think these types of stories are a problem, and by the way, shockingly, I haven't seen any media cover this story of just like a blatant lie. Jen, you're in the super chat. Am I going too tough on Senator Warren? Or is is it inaccurate to say this is a lie that she's telling on the campaign trail or at least inconsistent? Is it, is it a stretch that it's inconsistent, the story she is telling on the campaign trail versus what she said in an interview like a decade ago? And why I bring this up, why I bring this up, Donald Trump has $200 million in the bank. He's not going to be convicted in the Senate. He's just not. I will eat my words gladly, if he is. So if it's Warren versus uh, Trump, Trump is going to carpet bomb her with the Native American stuff, which by the way, with her versus Trump, there's going to be more scrutiny. What if it comes out that she used the claim of Native American heritage for other things? I did not cover in 2016 the Hillary Clinton email thing that much. I thought there was way, way worse things about Hillary Clinton that could be covered. I have not covered uh, Warren's Native American thing. I'm not Native American, so I can't personally say how offensive it is. I know a lot of Native Americans find it a deal breaker that she did that and put that down, arguably, to help her get into to certain uh, universities or help her get a teaching job or whatever. So I don't want to pretend that I know what they feel, or I don't have a, I don't have a, a right to be mad about it because I'm not Native American. But um, I don't cover it because I think there's other things to challenge her, challenge her on uh, more so than the Native American stuff. But there is a issue here with stretching the truth, doing things that are borderline unethical, maybe not even borderline, maybe just unethical, and it's not and this is going to be exposed by Donald Trump. And why that's a huge problem, folks? A huge reason why Donald Trump won is because when you have someone as corrupt as Donald Trump is, it's canceled out when he could carpet bomb the other person in this case with 200 million dollars in money and point out their issues with the truth. Point out controversies with them. Point out scandals with them. So that is a problem. That is a problem because in Iowa, in Michigan, in Wisconsin, in Pennsylvania, in Arizona, which could be in play, the problem is if Donald Trump could muddy the waters enough, if Donald Trump could muddy the waters enough and put up ads with her – she lied about being fired for being pregnant. She lied about her Native American heritage. you going to trust her as president? Those are wildly effective ads. It also takes away the stink. As corrupt as Trump is, it takes away some of the toxicity and, and corruption related to Trump. So I think the media is giving her a huge pass. I think the media is propping her up because, frankly, the media in Washington, D.C., and New York is largely middle uh, middle class, largely white and largely Highly educated and making decent money. Elizabeth Warren's demographic. So they naturally gravitate towards Elizabeth Warren.